This podcast is brought to you by Touch a Life. Welcome to Business Influencers. Hope everyone's having a great week. We want to thank everyone who tunes in to Business Influencers here at the Tao Radio platform each and every week. Again, we are excited to hear about what is important to you and helping you to scale your business to the next level. Feel free to reach out to us at chris at christophersalem.com. We'd love to hear about what you're looking for in terms of content that will help move you personally and your business to where you desire to be. Uh, anytime that you share information, we, we our team overlooks everything that you send in and we determine what types of content are going to be on our next show so we know what types of subject matter experts to bring in to deliver what is important to you. Today's show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Alumni Direct is a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from across the world, a chance to, to rekindle old relationships and perhaps meet new people for the first time. This is a membership program where it takes out all the noise out of social media, where you now get to come in at, on your time to be in a genuine way to share content of interest with each other, to exchange ideas and concepts, and perhaps maybe lead to your next job opportunity or maybe next business venture. This offers a wide array of different uh, uh, business programs that normally would not be available at the individual level. Feel free to check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. Well, we got a great show for you today. We're gonna be talking about transforming your business transformation. So this is going to be around utility, and I'm really excited about hearing about this. And our guest today and our subject matter expert is Jesse Fuel. He has mentored thousands of technology professionals across 14 countries to improve their teams and companies using agile methods. He founded several startups, contributed to three industry certifications, that is PMI, ACP, CST, CEC, and authored publications reaching over a half a million readers in 11 languages. His industry contributions have earned him a IEEE Computer Society Golden Core Award. Today, he specializes in helping agile leaders and professionals get the reward and recognition of transforming their chaotic, overcommitted workplace to produce the best results of their careers. And without further ado, we welcome Jesse Fuel to the show. Jesse, how are you doing today? Oh, Chris, man, I'm super glad to be here. I'm, I'm honored by your generous introduction that I totally scripted for you. <laughs> well, it was, you made my job a lot easier, put it that way. You know, yeah. I, I, you know as a radio show host, it, you know, it, it's easy for me to talk because I, you know, I, I do this a lot and, you know, as a professional speaker, but so you made my job a lot easier. So I appreciate it. Well, Jesse, I would just love to, you know, you have you talk about, you know, the topic today, transforming your business transformation mm. and talk about the concept of agility and why in why that is so important in the workplace. Absolutely. So, uh, Chris, uh, I know your your listeners are, are really keen students of, of, of trends in the workplace and in the business. And one of the one of the secret gems of of the technology industry over the last 20 years has been this movement around agile software development and it started first as a couple of renegade software leaders who wanted to try a different way of innovating new new technology and new offerings 
by not using the old bureaucratic method. Mm. So this came out of the 90s where Lean Six Sigma was a hot topic. Oh, yeah. And ISO 9000 was a hot topic. And so all of that, all of that meant bureaucracy and paperwork. And so these renegade thought leaders that came together at a conference and they said, there's got to be a better way. And they let they came out with a manifesto which today is referred to as the Agile Manifesto that said, at the end of the day, if you want more innovation, more productivity, uh, more alignment with stakeholders and customers, uh, more satisfaction, more morale, more, if you want more out of your business, at the end of the day, people add, add more value than process, products add more value than the paperwork about the products, uh, partners, partnership is more valuable than kind of having a win-lose contract negotiation mindset. And then pivoting the plan is more important than performing to plan. Mm -hmm. And so those four core principles started what, uh, what's been a movement in the tech industry over the last two decades to where it's now standard operating procedure for people to be using uh, fancy new management techniques called sprints or or writing our specifications in stories, or or estimating work not just based on what the expert's opinion is, but the whole team's opinion to coming together. And 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 the net net of it is that there's a new business operating model in place in the tech industry that can be applied to most any other industries. We're starting to see the completely upend the world of marketing, uh, where we need to change our narrative and change our story very quickly. We're seeing law firms now uh, using these approaches to manage their caseloads. And it's also starting to enter into the classroom uh, in K-12 and- uh, Wow, I think that, that that's huge for education, yeah. So that's pretty much the story of what agility is, but the hard part is making it happen and getting there. Let's that's talk about that, Jesse, because I always say that, you know, you know, knowledge and information is is so key. It's so important. But if we don't apply it or implement it and, and the way it should be used, then that's all it is. It's 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 just information. We could talk. You could talk a little bit about the process. That would be wonderful. Yeah, the the knowledge. So just I mean, those four points that we talked about, right? Um, people, products, partnership, and pivoting. It sounds great on paper. It sounds great in theory. But then, how do we go about doing it? And uh, any of your any of your listeners who've ever tried to um, transform a business um, from current state to future state, from the old ways of working to better ways of working, they know that there's they're running into problems. Which is, um, well, that's not how we do things here. And uh, well, you know, I'm concerned that we don't have enough alignment around this kind of change initiative. And so you end up getting stuck in the same status quo and you're not seeing the results. And 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 really, that's been the crux of my work over the last several years is helping leaders kind of fix all of those roadblocks that are clogging up the organization, removing roadblocks so that projects actually get done so that we actually uh, build products and services that our customers want instead of our own crazy ideas and, and, and retaining the talent that we real that we know we need and we want to have instead of getting them kind of stuck in silos and not getting the real reward of a workplace that we want to be at. So that's that's kind of the work that I've been doing and the basis for uh, for my my most recent book, Untapped Agility. Yeah. 
talk about like what are like what are the companies that that are that you feel that are embracing this versus the ones that are not what's what is the outlook ah. going to be in the future in this especially in this world we're in right now <laughs> well yeah there's there's a couple of famous case studies there's a couple of famous uh so in the tech industry over in silicon valley everybody looks up to the fang organizations then that fang acronym stands for facebook apple amazon netflix and google because they have a, a huge amount of technological innovation that they bring to bear on their business operation uh you know so in the in the tech world it, you know some innovations some like if i'm going to upgrade our it infrastructure oh man that's going to take us a year to get that done well isn't it crazy that amazon can roll out new tech 10,000 times a day because yeah. they've invested in that infrastructure and and so there's a couple of management techniques that are made famous by some of these the these these ones one of them is called two pizza teams oh. where um if you want to get projects done build projects around smaller teams you now granted uh, you want those teams to have all the skills that are necessary in order to get something done so if you need a, a lawyer if you need a marketing specialist if you need a sales leader and then you need a a tech guy let's those are called cross-functional teams but make sure that you don't throw 100 people at a project because now you just suddenly got gridlock yeah instead limit it to the number of people that you could feed with two pizzas uh, and and that was made famous by uh, by Bezos over at Amazon. Um, another one uh, at Facebook is uh, uh, you may have heard the, uh, the the adage "move fast and break things." Oh, okay, and, I like that one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> move, move fast and break things, and, and and that's really about saying you know we've got to get over this fear of change uh, because most most management uh, most managers and most of what management is about is preserving the status quo. Uh, yeah. Let's ride the cash cow. Let's hit our 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 revenue projections based on selling. Play, play it safe. Play, cover your ass. Play it safe. <laughs> right. So those are just a couple of examples of of how those those role model organizations are are operating uh, with a new model uh, in order to. Another one is around not big bang rollouts, but small little rollouts. And Amazon, I mentioned, is is quietly rolling out upgrades to its shopping cart that you don't even notice because they're so small. It just kind of it kind of trickles in. And Apple does the same thing. They've been working all year on these small little changes to the iPhone, and then they reveal it all at once at this big press show that they had. You know, they just had where everyone's like, "Oh, that's all it is." Oh. So you know, sometimes your 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 innovations uh, aren't as impressive um, because they're really just incremental pushes, which add up over time like compound interest. So those are just a couple of examples. Wow, that's awesome, that's great. And now, if you have somebody like you know on on, on our show, Jesse, we have you know we have small businesses right right up to Fortune 500 companies that that listen into business influencers. What would you say, like, when it comes to what, you know, this area of agility, maybe it's new to them. What, what would you say would, would be the first step of kind of, you know, looking into this and how they can start to maybe look in implementing this into their process? I would say that uh, if you were to ask uh, five coaches that question, you'd probably get 10 different answers. <laughs> but for me and most organizations, one of the things that we're beginning to unlearn in the 21st century is the 
the old assumptions around what a business plan is supposed to be. Mm. And traditionally, a business plan was about figuring everything out before you do anything. Yeah. And that's a great way to waste a lot of time and money. Oh, yeah. Never, you'll never get out of the gate because you, you be, you're, you're getting ready to get ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the old, the old management thinking we used to be plan everything, then do everything. And now what we're learning is it's plan, do, plan, do, plan, or rather it's plan, do, replan, do, replan, do, replan, do. And Richard Branson uh, kind of has a similar philosophy. I mean, like, you know, yes, Richard Branson, you know, did, did you have everything, you know, everything about when you started this business? Cause he's, he has so many different businesses. He's like, no, I knew it was a good idea. I knew that it got, it had something we can sink our teeth into. We just learned along the way. Yeah. And again, uh, Silicon Valley's famous uh, for some of these, um, like YouTube started off first as a video site, a video version of uh, uh, hot or not hot. You remember that website back in the day? I think There's, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, is this celebrity hot or not hot? Well, yeah, yes, it was all yes. photo based. YouTube was supposed to be just a video version of that. And now it's like the second most powerful search engine in the world and exactly well backed by the biggest one right you know google owning it yeah yeah that was so that's an example of of plan do replan do replan do the business model that's that's number one number two what goes along with that is take something big and make it small and and that's really about slicing up your biggest ambitions is slicing up your uh, your biggest projects into small chunks and then and, and the, the fancy word for that is incremental delivery. But then when you start rolling things out in smaller chunks, it gives you a chance to capture value early. So if you have a prototype, uh, this and, and the most famous example of this is the Tesla. Uh, because the first version of the Tesla, if you remember, was a, a, a renovated Lotus. Uh, Elon Musk took uh, the most expensive sports roadster that he could find and he rejiggered it to be an electric car and he sold it for about a million bucks. And then he he rolled out another version of it, which was only you know a quarter of a million dollars, but so it was much more popular. And and then he was doing this one small step at a time. He, and and finally he got some criticism. He's like, oh, uh, way to go, Elon Musk, saving the world from carbon emissions one millionaire at a time. Like, how's that going to change anything? And then he realized he was the only one who knew what his incremental plan his evil master plan was, which was version one, make some money to fund version two. Exactly. Make some money to fund version three. Version three, now model three, is the one that's the fastest, it's the most, the best selling car in your, in Germany right now is the yeah. Tesla three. And, 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 and so that's how he's become the richest man in the world is by, uh, you know, do something that earns you funding for the second thing that earns you funding for the third thing, and then you go all in. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's like, you know, it, it, you have to like, you know, you have to plan, right? You, but it doesn't mean you have to know everything because without doing, we we don't know what's working and what's not to replan or revamp, whatever that may be. And it, it's it's so, so true. And, and and you see that in the entrepreneurs that adopt that 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 methodology that works so, so well. Yeah, the hard part is getting there. And we alluded to that at the beginning of the show. And that's really what the book is about is, is helping leaders kind of take whatever organization they have, whether you're a startup, a mid cap or a large cap, and 
and start to change the internal workings so that you can deliver in smaller chunks, so that you can break out of silos and have those two pizza teams. And, and there's a couple of patterns that, that happen along the way as you're trying to change your business or transform the business that, um, that our research kind of tripped over. And I'm curious, Chris, if some of these are going to sound familiar in some of the work that you've done. So um, the first one, uh, you know, the conventional approach is uh, we're going to hire a very expensive consultant from one of the big name firms who's going to come in with his PowerPoint and he's going to say, okay, uh, you need to do this, this, and this, and this. Um, here's my invoice. And then surprise, surprise, nobody wants to do it and nothing happens. Very, very common. <laughs> I've seen that a lot in, you know, in, in the fortune 500 companies yes they you know there's some things that do happen but but not to what you would think on a grander scale yeah there's always things that just don't happen because people don't execute they don't there's no accountability yeah so one of the things that we found is that that pattern is usually the most common boost to start the conversation about hey you know we need to modernize we've got to get to the 21st century we got to start changing the way we do things and so let's bring in some best practices let's start explaining everything to people about what we need to change and what but eventually you get to a barrier and whatever the boost is whatever the common sense common approach to start into making change happen it's inevitably going to run up against a barrier in the case of 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 this this example is that you start getting resistance there's only one or two people that that get it and everybody else is kind of that's just not how we do things here and so the, eventually as a leader you need to confront the fact that you need a rebound and the rebound past the barrier is usually leaning against the logic of what it took you to get to this point in the first place and that's in the case of of of, of the the fancy consultant what I, is stop explaining and start listening stop selling your ideas and start aligning your ideas to what everyone else's needs truly are and then suddenly you start getting a coalition and you start making some things happen so that boost almost always comes into a barrier and then in order to get further transformational change in our businesses we need to rebound past that barrier in a way that feels unconventional and maybe even counterintuitive yeah so in essence, would it be safe to say, Jesse, you know, that when you're looking at this transformation, there are going to be challenges. There's going to be obstacles. I mean, it's inevitable. We only grow and expand when we look what we learn from our challenges and obstacles. So what would you encourage those companies that, like you said, that tend to play it safe and they don't want to make a mistake and, and they're just mm. looking to kind of just kind of keep things the way they are? But knowing that that if we keep doing that, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be left behind at some point. Yeah, that's that really is uh, the fundamental challenge of being a business leader. Yeah, is that you know you need to change in order to grow, and if you don't grow, uh, it's either grow or die. Yeah, and yet you don't want to break things, and because if we break things then we're going to set ourselves back and then i'm going to have to rebuild again and uh and so we get in this analysis paralysis and and that's where the 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 principle that we were talking about early of of just just go one small step one small so um the uh, heath brothers in their new york times bestseller switch uh how did you change when change is hard one of the practices they mentioned is shrink the change 
shrink the change such that it's less risky, such that it's less intimidating to the people around you. And by shrinking the change, you can you can start getting the just the one thing fixed. Just fix one thing. Maybe it's be, your your pipeline is slowing down, um, and we need to kind of rethink how we do that. Or maybe um, you've got gridlock on that upgrade project, and it's and it's just not moving. Well, let's just fix one of those things, not all five or all ten. But then when you fix the one thing, it kind of gives you credibility. It gives you a little bit of mojo and it, it kind of gets a little bit of inspi inspiration in the yeah. people around you to where we can start tackling the next thing and the next thing. So the 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 people in, in, in the tech community, I, I they call it being agile with your agile, um, where if you're trying to roll out a new capability as an organization of delivering small chunks, well, how about we move in that direction in small chunks? Yeah. So that would be tip number one for, for people who feel stuck about wanting to move forward, but doing it in a way that like, ah, where do I get started? And how do I not make mistakes and shrink the change? Shrink the change. That, that's great. I mean, and again, it's one step at a time. You know, you're not going to do everything all in, in a night or a week or a month or even a quarter. I mean, these things take time. And is there like a shift in like how we you, you have to think in a different way in this case like you you know you got to change your way you you think about these things because you know everyone's going to be you know thinking the way they think but but in order to process that change one step at a time i guess the thinking has to change <laughs> and 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 every so let me just kind of do a shout out to all the entrepreneurs listening in right now um because hi i'm jesse i'm also a serial entrepreneur and Chris, you and I know that we see it. We see what that future state is supposed to look like. It's all, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like that old quote from the Amadeus movie. It's all right here in my noodle. I can see it. <laughs> and it's so obvious to me, but I have a small team, you know, and my team of a half a dozen or so people, they're looking they're like, Jesse, we have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and, and, and so I have to, I have to walk the talk. I've got to eat my own dog food and start to, oh, okay. I have to take my big vision and I have to scale it down into small steps because that's what that's what leadership is. Leadership means by definition, you're two to three steps ahead of everybody else. They can't see what you see and you've got to find a way to draw a line of sight from the vision that you have for this venture or for this line of business or for this product line and then chunk it up into small achievable steps so that the people around you can get on board. Because otherwise, it's either too vague or it's too intimidating, and and so this is not just a kind of a Fortune 500 a mindset shift. Oh no, it, it could be like you said, a, a entrepreneurial small startup level. Absolutely. Yeah. So there really is there really is that mindset shift around saying, okay, um, the problem isn't them not getting it, and the problem isn't me not having a plan. Uh, there, the problem is that we're at two different frames of reference and ultimately at the end of the day it's the leader's job to pave the pathway for everyone else to follow wow that's powerful love it this is some great information anything else that you would like to share about you know agility you know in terms of you know we're heading into we're gonna be well it'll be by the time we know we'll be we'll be at 2023 and who knows what's gonna take place with all these things going on in the world right now but where do, where do you see the trend with agility going right now just to kind of look at that pattern the 
by far and away so the the buzzword that i can leave everybody with that you haven't may or have not have not heard is vuca mm. which is the acronym that stands for volatility uncertainty complexity and ambiguity and it's all of the muck that we're facing in today's generation this is this is the one thing that we can say is scientifically uh, the the management research has shown that we as leaders and entrepreneurs and business and business owners are seeing that our previous generations have never seen and that is the pace of change in the workplace and whether it's um remote versus hybrid uh whether it's the diversity equity inclusion expectations that are new and thrust upon us whether it's the globalization that we didn't have to worry about uh 20 years ago now you can't do anything without um having to interact with people all across the country all across the world we're facing more of that vuca than ever before and so the the challenge for any leader whether you're a startup small cap mid cap or fortune 500 any leader is how are you going to raise your game mm. how are you going to grow internally such that your skill set and your mindset match your environment yeah. and because the environment's changing and changing and so that oh, means yeah. that we need to change in response to that wow that's powerful i i love this jesse and i and i and i want to make sure that the listeners get to know you and you know and definitely get their hands on your book uh, untapped agility on amazon we we only have a couple minutes left in the show but i want to make sure that i want to let the listeners know how can they get in touch with you what are you up to anything that you would like to leave with the audience sure uh you can find me on all the social channels uh i'm i'm big on linkedin you can find me there and i i'll I, my policy is i accept all connections uh from from regular normal people that are trying to get work done Uh, you can go to the uh, the book's website, untappedagility.com. There's a free excerpt that you can download along with some goodies and your links to your favorite retailer. Uh, so that would be the way that I would encourage people to learn more about what we're talking about and reach out to me. I could talk about this stuff for hours. Yeah, no, it's great. Well, we definitely got to have you back on in the future. We'll go. We'll have uh, the the second go around with uh, agility because I think it is so so important in cross all types of industries and at any any size business it, it's such an important topic and i'm and i'm very thankful for you being here today to share to kind of provide a, a foundation and, and a little bit of background about agility to really educate the audience for those that were not as familiar now they have a better understanding again get to know jesse reach out to him on linkedin and all the other platforms he, he'll also will have a, will provide a link for uh his book uh get your hands on that book we highly encourage you to read it Jesse, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. It's a treat, Chris. Thank you so much, listeners. We want to thank you each and every week joining us here at Business Influencers. Again, we we promise to bring in subject matter experts like Jesse in each and every week to help move your business and personal success to the next level. Till then, everybody, have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you then. You have just listened to Tall Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit www.touchalife.org.